Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. Um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War? Wow. Okay. Um, fantastic for uh, steak, 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 and a small amount of peas. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? Just, just say slavery. Slavery it is, sir. Yes, I am a citizen. Now, which way to the welfare office? Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. You don't care about the girls. Hello, everybody. Just American Airlines. Is over. Boy, that escalated quickly. I think the guy is just trying to be relevant. I mean, Josh Shapiro drug him across the finish line, and I don't, I don't take much offense to it. I would remind him the water swamp is that gnats do not fool with cotton mouths. The joke, the joke is on you. I had a stroke. I can't fully understand what you're saying. And that's why I always say, shum, shum, slippity dop. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. Welcome to the Howie Carr Show. 844-500-4242 is the number. And um, there's a story today in the New York Times. I guess they they wanted to do their due diligence and, you know, not take Israel Israel at their word that their uh, women were raped and tortured in the October 7th attack in Israel from Hamas and Gaza. They wanted to do their due diligence and actually go on the ground and and see what had happened and uh, to see if this was all legitimate reporting by the IDF and by by Israeli sources. So they put out this, uh, it's a nine-page story, and it is actually an incredibly graphic description of the torture and the mutilation and the violation and the dehumanization of the women that were taken from their kibbutzes and just completely dehumanized by Hamas. Uh, if you've got young children in the car, you might want to, uh, I'm, I'm not going to get too graphic here, but this is not for young ears. This is, uh, and I've not read through the entire nine pages. I've not had the time, but I can read you some excerpts and it is, keep in mind, there are people right now that are, I mean, they had a, a planned event today at the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., the Doctors Against Genocide, uh, which is uh, Doctors for Terrorism. They want Gaza to be free. They want Palestine to be free, which means they want Israel to be decimated and turned to rubble. And they want Israeli women to be brutally raped and murdered and mutilated and dehumanized and they're not hiding it they they wanted to go to the holocaust museum today and hold a protest there and and desecrate the holocaust museum 
and vandalize it, which uh, I'm sure would have happened had they gone through with this. Uh, this is, again, New York Times. Times investigation uncovered new details showing a pattern of rape, mutilation, and extreme brutality against women in the attacks on Israel. Gal Abdush's parents, uh, oh, this is a photo description, Gal Abdush, she was known simply uh, as the woman in the back, uh, black dress. In the video, a grainy video, you can see her lying on her back, dress torn, legs spread, genitalia exposed. Her face is burned beyond recognition and her right hand covers her eyes. The video was shot in the early hours of October 8th by a woman searching for a missing friend at the site of the rave in southern Israel, where the day before Hamas terrorists massacred hundreds of young Israelis. The video went viral with thousands of people responding, desperate to know if the woman in the black dress was their missing friend, sister or daughter. One family knew exactly who she was, Gal Abdush, mother of two from a working class town in central Israel. Uh, based largely on the video evidence, which was verified by the, by the New York Times, Israeli police officials said they believe that Miss Abdush was raped and she has become a symbol of the horrors visited upon Israeli women during, and girls during the October 7th attacks. Israeli officials say that everywhere Hamas terrorists struck the rave, the military bases along the Gaza border and the kibbutzim, they brutalized women. Now, many people have doubted that um, in the the weeks and months to follow October 7th, there were people questioning what they had done to women and children and and infants, Um, so much so that it became almost conspiracy theory to believe that Hamas would be so cruel to to carry out any of these acts, saying that it was all Israeli propaganda. It was not. This was real. Uh, The Times carried out this two-month-long investigation. Four witnesses described in graphic detail seeing women raped and killed at two different places along a highway, same highway where Miss Abdush's half-naked body was found sprawled on the road at a third location. Times interviewed several soldiers and volunteer medics who together described finding more than 30 bodies of women and girls in and around the rave site and in two kibbutzim in a similar state as Miss Abdush's, legs spread, clothes torn off, signs of abuse. Times also viewed a video provided by the Israeli military showing two dead Israeli soldiers at a base near Gaza who appeared to have been shot directly in their uh, genitals, female soldiers. Hamas has denied Israel's accusations of sexual violence. Police, uh, Israeli police have acknowledged that during the shock and confusion of October 7th, the deadliest day in Israeli history, they were not focused on collecting semen samples from women's bodies. At that moment, the authorities said they were intent on repelling Hamas and identifying the dead. Uh, Most bodies were never examined. In some cases, like at the rave scene where more than 360 people were killed in a few hours, the bodies were hauled away by the truckload. In cases of widespread sexual violence during a war, it's not unusual to have a limited forensic evidence. Very often, says Adil Haq, a Rutgers law professor and war crimes expert, 
sex crime cases will be prosecuted years later on the basis of testimony from victims and witnesses. Sapir, a 24-year-old accountant, has become one of the Israeli police's key witnesses. She does not want to be fully identified. She attended the rave with several friends in a two-hour interview outside a cafe in southern Israel with the Times. She recounted seeing groups of heavily armed gunmen rape and kill at least five women. At 8 a.m. on October 7th, she said she was hiding under the low branches of a bushy tamarisk tree about four miles southwest of the party. She had been shot in the back. She felt faint. She covered herself in dry grass and lay as still as she could. About 15 meters from her hiding place, she said she saw motorcycles, cars, and trucks pulling up. She said she saw about 100 men, most of them dressed in military fatigues and combat boots, a few in dark sweatsuits, getting in and out of the vehicles. She said the men congregated along the road and passed between them assault rifles, grenades, small missiles, and badly wounded women. First victim she said she saw was a young woman with copper-color hair, blood running down her back pants, uh, pants pushed down to her knees. One man pulled her by the hair and made her bend over. Another penetrated her. Every time she flinched, he plunged a knife into her back. She said she then watched another woman shredded into pieces while one terrorist raped her. She said another pulled out a box cutter and sliced off a breast. It goes on. There, there are so many more um, harrowing accounts of this inhumanity. Uh, I, I don't even want to continue reading any of these, but this is uh, an incredible account from, from a lot of witnesses and, and what they saw all gathered in one place. And this is what so many of the progressives are shouting for when they, they call for Palestinian freedom, when they call for an end to the ceasefire, or, or, or not an end to the ceasefire, but they call for a ceasefire. They are calling for more instances of violence like this, like, like these. And, and these, are, these are what are, are able to be reported. How many people aren't alive anymore to report what they saw? How many people are, were killed or they, they've just suffered so much trauma that they're not even able to revisit it because it's, it's just too much? It's, it's beyond words how atrocious those acts were. And I just read those, those few accounts just to give you a, uh, a clearer picture as to what was, what was done on October 7th and a clearer picture as to how sick and depraved the people are that are continuing to call for some sort of twisted justice when it comes to Gaza, some sort of twisted mentality that they are in the right, that this is not a terrorist regime. These are not people hell-bent on slaughtering a, an entire country, an entire race, that they are not Nazis, but are in fact a righteous people who have been oppressed. Uh, that's just not how it is. This was an uncalled-for attack, it was uh, just a wholesale commitment of war crimes and has been met with 
I think, an appropriate response from Israel, and it continues to be appropriate, that they hunt down every last single Hamas member and bring them to their knees and end them. That's the only way this is going to be concluded. That's the only way to prevent bloodshed in the future. And if anybody, if you come across anybody who says free Palestine or from the river to the sea or ceasefire now, you tell them what you heard. You, you show them this article in the New York Times today, uh, the title of which is Screams Without Sound, How Hamas Weaponized Sexual Violence on October 7th. There, there are many more accounts that uh, we won't get into that are too graphic for air. And I, I cleaned up the ones that you did here. It is atrocious. 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is The Howie Carr Show. The Howie Carr Show. We'll be right back. This hour of the Howie Car Show is brought to you in part by the 110 Grill. Warm up with their savory short ribs or tangy pulled pork mac and cheese. To find your location, go to 110grill.com. The Emperor of Hate, Howie Car, is back. Today's poll question is brought to you by Colette Travel. Join Caroline Levitt on November 16th, 2024, as she journeys in search of Iceland's magical northern lights. You'll find them. They're on view just about every night. I remember flying over to Iceland uh, several years ago. You could see them from the plane. It's, it's incredible. Um, Colette covers the details from flights to meals, hotels, and local experiences. There's so much to do in Iceland. You're going to love it. Book your spot with Colette at 800-581-8942. That's 800-581-8942. Or just go to HowieCarshow.com and click the banner. It's easier than talking to somebody, right? Matt, what is today's poll question? What are the results thus far? What was the Civil War about? The role of government or slavery? (sighs) Slavery. 62% I'm so sorry I chose this. Slavery. 62% is where we're landing. I, I thought that would be a good poll question today in light of what happened, but I, I, I regret everything about it now. Uh, the first two hours of the show were insanity. If you want to go back and listen, maybe right. maybe you should go back and listen. If you, were, if you were one of the callers to the show today on that subject, go back and listen because you need to understand the point. You know, it's it's one thing to have the the history lesson. That's fine. You missed the point, though. That's that's all I'll say. That's all I'd like to say about that. Sandy, you're next on the Howie Carr Show. Go ahead, Sandy. Hi, Taylor. Um, Hi. I wanted to discuss something that seems to have been overlooked about the immigration problem, and that is our water supply. Nobody talks about it, but... Um, you know, adding seven to 10 million people to our infrastructure is not 
not equipped to, you know, take care of all the waste. And I don't know anyone that works at a waste treatment center, but also these people are uh, defecating in the streets, blah, blah, blah. Well, we've got American citizens doing that, too, and not much is being done about that unless a a Chinese premier comes and visits uh, San Francisco. But... There, there's a lot of infrastructure that we're just not built for right now, and that's that's something that we're going to have to look at in, in the future, the near future. I, everything from, from water to, as you mentioned, uh, uh, wastewater treatment, that's, that's you know, they, they've started a new program in, in uh, California, the Toilet to Tap initiative, which treats wastewater to a point where it is uh, ready for human consumption all over again. So... I mean, is that where we're headed? Is that where you'd like to see us end up, Sandy? <laughs> I have another point to make. Sure. Um, and that is about the train situation in Ohio when the big, you know, the big crash. East Palestine, yes. Um, yes. Well, you know, Biden made all these promises about the trains and how his passion was trains. And yet he's done absolutely F all to take care of our trains. Um, and the bridges that run underneath them. And also, um, they, they've gone ahead and let them sue. Private, privatization sues on, on Southern Pacific and never treated it as a terrorist act. And I feel that it's really disgusting. They're going to bankrupt a good company and, you know, I think there's been they found well, somebody somebody's somebody's got to be held responsible for it, Sandy. And you know, Pete Buttigieg is not going to take responsibility for it. He's not going to take any responsibility for anything that's transportation related because he's not there to take responsibility for those things. Um, he's he's let uh, air traffic controllers uh, go on strike, not finding a resolution for that problem. He's he's let people just basically take entire airports hostage, for lack of a better term, by blocking entrances and exits in protest for Hamas. Um, he's, he's let trains continue to derail. There was a, a series of, of several weeks where we heard nothing other than train derailments, which is a somewhat common occurrence, but it doesn't seem like to the extent that we were seeing them uh, back earlier this year. There are so many things that he is just, I mean, the, the whole crisis with the supply chain, the, the ships coming into the ports. I mean, this guy's the transportation of secretary is nowhere to be seen. Um, hey, it's Pete. I'm here at the office. Oh, here at the office. Nice. But that that's, uh, that's the Biden administration. And that's the top job you can't get fired from. None of his cabinet members have been fired. They've all left on their own accord. To much higher salaries, by the way. We'll be right back. This is the Howie Car Show. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Welcome back to the Howie Car Show. 844-500-4242 is the number to call if you'd like to join the conversation this evening. Jim, you are next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Jim. Well, hi, and good evening. First time, and I'm shocked I got on here. Anyway, I'll be real quick with this. Your caller just a second ago said she's worried about so many influx of immigrants. Guess what? America was made of immigrants. I'm an immigrant. Now, Okay, Jim, how did you come into the country? Did you come in legally or illegally? 
Oh, I came in legally. Great. And I failed that test, and I had to pay it over. And believe me, that test is not cheap. <laughs> so I can actually say that. This, this country yeah. was founded on legal immigration, not illegal immigration. And there is, well, a, there, there is a flow to legal immigration because we don't have the infrastructure necessary to take on anybody and everybody. We don't have the resources to take on anybody and everybody. And, and it says that, you know, there's an old rule that you cannot become a burden of, of the state. Uh, you can't become a ward of the state. And that is exactly what illegal aliens are becoming when they come in here because we have to take care of them somehow. Okay, now with that in mind, and I'm not disputing half of that, half of that I do agree with. Now, the other half of that, I'm also saying, and the former President Trump was supposed to build a wall. Never got built. Mexico was supposed to pay for it. They're still laughing. Now, being an immigrant, and I had a hard time switching over to become a dual citizen, I did. I'm happy about it. No problem against that. Jim, do you pay taxes? And as a people, of course I do. All right, great. So, uh, are you happy that $450 billion in taxes is... uh, being utilized to pay for illegal aliens, to keep them fed, to keep them uh, housed in hotels that uh, you and I couldn't afford, uh, to keep them on the dole for uh, basically as long as they want? No, I'm not happy about that. Now, before you... Well, well, well hold on, hold on. I actually want you to consider these things that, that you're, I'm, I'm asking you. Would you be happier if, uh, say, $15 billion of that $450 billion was spent completing the wall that Trump did start and nearly completed, uh, but was halted by the Biden administration's uh, incoming? Well, one, that was pre-done way before Biden popped into office. You know this. And, and other things, Biden is too old to be in office, and Trump is too old to be in office. Plain and simple on both of them. Let's get that straight. Now, I'm not against the wall, but it could have been done better. And we already know, and you know why I know it didn't happen. But it did happen. Out of the way, because I'm, indep- I'm an independent voter, so that's... Have you seen, have you seen, Jim, have you seen video wall. of the wall being built? Have you seen that? I've seen all the Republican Party people who stole the money from it. What? Name me like Bannon and company what? who took money and got busted. Yes. Oh, and that please, Jim. The, the, the wall was built. It was nearly completed. They had a few more sections to complete, and that, those are the gaping holes that people are pouring through now. The Biden administration stopped it, and uh, uh, states like Arizona, they tried completing it on their own by, by use of uh, containers, these big metal containers, but they, had, they, they were ordered taken down by, by the Biden administration because the Biden administration wanted the borders open. They don't want the wall built, and, and Trump did have most of the wall built, and he did have Mexico pay for it effectively by holding hostage the foreign aid that the United States supplies to them on an annual basis. He said, we're going to withhold that until you start complying with us. And they did. And they started holding illegal aliens back from the border. They employed their own armed forces, Jim, to keep illegal aliens at bay while we built the wall. Did you miss all that? Were you asleep during during that time period, during the Trump administration? Surprised I was wide awake. <laughs> and right. the, Mexi- the president of Mexico vehemently denied it live on TV. Denied what? And you know you can look that up. That him and his country was paying for the wall. Well, there's, there's, all right, so there's a vernacular, there, there's, um, you know, uh, 
terminology that's being played with here, semantics, paying for the wall. You can pay for it up front or we can make you pay for it. And we were making them pay for it by withholding aid. Since that's been uh, proven by anyone and the president of Mexico himself. What are you talking about? It's true. Like that's exactly what happened. Jim, what what is it? Do you like read news stories and say, well, I don't agree with that. So it's not true. Is that what you do? I didn't say it wasn't true. I, I you just did. It wasn't true. It could be. I said it has not been proven. I also said there's a video, a live stream on Mexico TV <laughs> that the president himself said there's not happening. But what is what is your favorite vice of choice, that. Jim? Is is it weed? Is it uh, alcohol? What is it you like? Oh well, one I don't drink and I don't smoke. Surprisingly, uh, very but surprising. Another thing. Here's a question I want to ask all the Republicans, because I have a Republican on a lot of levels. All Republicans say they're all for minorities, correct? I, I can't speak they for all Republicans. Okay, the majority, do. Let's just say that. All these, all these people who are out there running for president or whatever they're trying to do, you know, there have never been in any minority um, rallies. At all. What is a minority rally? No, 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 Jim, you're, you, you want to have a conversation here. You've got to define the terms of the conversation. What's a minority rally? Is that is that something like uh, what the, the mayor of Boston has? Uh, you know, these these parties for minority city councilors. Is that a, a no whites allowed rally? Is that what a minority rally is? If you want me to define it, then let me define it. Define it. Fast, okay. Okay. Uh, Laura Barbett went to New Hampshire twice, and God don't know how many times. She went to Ohio how many times. Every place anybody's been going to, all the candidates, they all been to, and I'm sorry to say this, all white states with white people. You might have a sprinkle, maybe one or two minorities, such as black or Latin in it. However, you keep hearing them say, we're all for you, minorities. We're there. How many, there. Times, how many times did Trump go to Michigan? How many times did Trump go to Michigan, Jim? Yeah, let's see. Yes, you go to Michigan. He went to the far point of Michigan, and what was there? Not to be wrong again, it was all white people. Why, as in, if they're saying there were so many of us as voting Republican... When, when, he, when, he, when he got arrested, what communities did he drive through? What communities did he drive through when he got arrested, when, when his mugshot was taken in Georgia? Where did he make sure to drive through? He didn't take the main thoroughfares. He didn't. He didn't. He went through. Yeah, he went through. He went through the ghettos. He went through the uh, the more minority-held areas where there were plenty of supporters for Trump, waving at him, supporting at him as he drove by after he had just had his mugshot taken. That's just as much as you. Let me show me an all-black rally. And unless you want to use Atlanta, Georgia, make a rally in Atlanta, Georgia with all black and Latin people. Prove me wrong. To Isn't that, that's racist, Jim. I guarantee Jim. they can't do it. That's not racist. That's just a fact. Oh, no, it's not a fact. Them. Holding a blacks only rally is racist. Uh, an all white rally isn't, like New Hampshire. What's an all white uh, rally? Have you ever seen anything advertised as an all white rally, Jim? Are you crazy? One, thank you. No. And two, when you come to Republicans, that's all that is shown. Where, yes, where are you yes, getting this? For the minorities. I've seen plenty of, yeah, plenty of minorities at Trump rallies. 
You think the major five? There's one. When guy he was arrested, there was there was a movement, uh, Jim. When he was arrested, there was a movement, and we've got audio from the guy. Do we have audio from the guy? It was N words for Trump. Do we have that guy? Because he he had he had this whole coalition built up. N words for Trump, and it was a lot of black people that were there supporting Donald Trump after he was indicted for the umpteenth time and uh, and arrested and had his mugshot released, and it angered a lot of people. They were rappers professional rappers people uh, that that have won i'm not sure if they've won grammys but they're they're very well known among people my age and younger that uh, said that's it i'm all in for trump this time around because he's he's just been through it and and you can see that the the system is trying to take him down there's huge swaths of minorities that are supporting trump a republican candidate so i don't know where you get off jim saying that there are all white rallies and only white people support republicans do we have any words for trump Oh, we can't find him. But, Jim, he, he existed. Uh, you can believe me. I, I can't prove it, uh, but it is it is a fact. Well, put away. I can prove it, but, but I do appreciate you letting me get on. And thank you very much. All right, Jim. And hope every- I, I, God bless you. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Do me a favor. Read stories and, and consider things. Watch videos. Listen, listen to the show more. But uh, thanks very, very much for the call. 844-500-4242. Another Jim. You're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Jim. Hi. That's a tough call to, to follow. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, though, I, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. and I have a low-level job. I'm, I'm a senior citizen. And um, I just feel encroached upon by all the immigration people that are coming in, taking hotel rooms up, and uh, soon they'll be having jobs like mine. And um, it's just the fact that in another few months, I may be homeless myself. And where am I going to go? You know, I I have a quarry record. I'm not going to be able to find public housing. Mm. So... I just feel that um, that um, it's just not right. And, and lastly, I'm, I'm a Catholic. I'm a Christian. But what the what the Hamas did to Israel, um, I'm sorry, but they should turn Gaza into a parking lot. I'm sorry. Thanks very much for the call, Jim. It's. Uh... <laughs> it's sorry to hear uh, about the the troubles there, but. Uh... You're not the only one that's worried. There's so many people that have texted in or called in saying, you know, we're, so many of us are just a paycheck away from being homeless and or being jobless. It's it's scary. And if you don't have a backup plan, if you don't have something put away, if you've never been able to put anything away, it's it's a frightening uh, frightening road to navigate, knowing that there are so many people that are lined up right behind you ready to take your place. It's uh, It's very, very... Very scary. 844-500-4242. A uh, lot, lot of funny texts. I can't read, but thank you. I appreciate the support. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Daniel. How you doing? My name's Daniel. Uh, I'm from New Hampshire, and i got to say what the last guy said about the all-white rallies is completely false. Of course it is. I'm a Latino. My mother's an immigrant. And we've gone to the Trump rallies before. There's a lot of minority people there. And i got to tell you, the minority is 
they, they're rising up, and they're going to vote for President Trump here in the primary coming up on January 23rd, and they're going to vote in the general election, and we're going to get back in the White House. You know, I've seen so many people that are switching their minds and saying that, you know what, the Democratic Party is really the party that is against democracy, and it's time to stand up against them. How old are you, Daniel? I'm 16. 16. Um, have you heard of New England Young Conservatives? No, but I do uh, have my own thing. I run on Instagram. It's Students for Trump NH. If you want to check it out, awesome. I encourage people to check it out. I do a bunch of stuff on there, uh, and I'd love uh, more people to hear what the young supporters are really saying, not what the left media wants to hear. Um, we have young minorities, and we're really we're really pissed off about what Biden's doing to this country. And we're ready for it to change. What's your number one issue, Daniel, as as a 16-year-old living in New Hampshire? Uh, what's what's your biggest issue this election cycle? Where, where you're not eligible to vote yet, but what's your biggest issue? It's definitely the cost of living. You know, seeing my parents struggle to, to pay the electricity bill, especially up here in New Hampshire where we have the highest cost to pay for the electricity. It's absolutely ridiculous. And the gas prices... See, all of this stuff, it continues to rise under the Biden administration. And the White House press secretary will continue to lie about it. That's all she does. She's going to lie. Biden continues to lie. And where's Kamala Harris been? She's been hiding out because she knows that in 2024, her and Biden are going to get put on trial and they're going to go to jail for the crimes that they've committed. I sure hope so. Daniel, I want you to stay on, on the line. I'm going to put you on hold, and uh, I'm going to hand you off Demma. She's going to get some information from you. And we're going to try to uh, hook you up with uh, New England Young Conservatives. Uh, it's a growing movement that uh, some of us here at the Howie Carr Radio Network have just started in the past uh, few months, and uh, it's it's getting a lot of traction, and we want you to be a part of it, and we want to, we want to join up with you. So stay on the line, Daniel, and we'll get your information. 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. I'm Taylor Cormier, and this is The Howie Car Show. If you missed any part of the show, we've got you covered. You know what, guys? This could be a podcast. Subscribe to The Howie Car Radio Network on your preferred podcast platform and start listening to previous shows and exclusive podcast-only features. Huh, it's actually not a bad idea. You're listening to The Howie Car Show. Gail in Texas, hold my beer. I'm calling Taylor and debate him. That's what, that's what this show has been. Thirsty Thursday, I guess. 617, I'd go see that teen talk at a New Hampshire rally. You may very well get your chance. May not be a full-blown Trump rally, but... Uh, you know, if we can we can hook up with him in New England, young conservatives, uh, I'm sure that maybe you will be hearing him speak at some event in the near future. So, Daniel, you are a, a beloved caller by the texters, and uh, I enjoyed having you call in today, 844-500-4242, just to end things on a, on a lighter note here, and why I'm not going to New York City ever on a New Year's Eve, aside from the... Uh, Oh, the, just the calamity that is New York City, Times Square on New Year's Eve. But it's going to cost you possibly up to $12,500 just to dine at a restaurant near Times Square on New Year's Eve. So what they're doing, a lot of these restaurants in Times Square, 
they're not just seating people. They because these they get so busy, they're hosting parties, and these are ticketed events. A night at Olive Garden, you know, uh, Anderson Cooper's favorite restaurant, will cost you four hundred and fifty dollars. That comes with a complimentary buffet. Better be complimentary if I'm paying $450 at the door. An open bar, live entertainment, and a complimentary champagne toast at midnight. However, a live view of the ball drop is not guaranteed. Uh, Applebee's. Oh, yeah, maybe Applebee's is better better than the Olive Garden. That's going to cost you at least $800. Bucks. Uh, includes a buffet. With entrees such as steak and salmon hors d'oeuvres, a house DJ, party favors, champagne toast, and a top-shelf open bar, open from 7 to midnight. Bubba Gump Shrimp, 1015 bucks for a buffet, champagne toast, and all that hors d'oeuvres. Knickerbocker, up to $39.95. And the Coup de Gras, the Marriott Marquis, Times Square, the premium VIP couples package costs $12,500 for two people. Guarantees seating next to floor-to-ceiling windows looking out onto the Times Square ball. Other perks include a bottle of champagne, butler, and coat check services, hors d'oeuvres, and access to an open bar and dinner buffet. So pack your own snacks if you're going to Times Square this New Year's Eve. Thanks very much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to end the week. More fun and frivolity here on The Howie Car Show.